Technicals, technicals, check, 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 technicals. It matches my water bottle. How cute. I kind of like it. It's like How's so the extra. Framing? Could it looks great. Check that out. Does it look cool? It's recording. Oh, you don't want me to move it? Mm-hmm. You can. Okay. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, as it gets darker, will you open up the the thing? It's as the sun goes, if needed, as the sun goes down. I think down, it's the, yeah. the one that's closest to you. What's the ISO at? 1600. The ISO is at 32. Oh, 32. Bet, yeah. So just as it gets darker, if it if it gets too dark. 30 minutes? Yep, I'm Yeah. I'm ready. Let me bring this up a little bit. All right. Episode 2. Pre-game Friday. Two. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get straight to it. So y'all know delayed. what we do. We give away a whole lot of game on these for free. Y'all send in y'all <laughs> questions, and it's fucking free. All right. Oh God. Do your Dougie. I know you know your shit is inspirational and changes lives, but did you expect it to go as far as people my age, 40 plus? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think music uh, is a universal language. There's no age, race specific. You feel me? Like, bro, if you make great shit, everybody gets to be receptive to it i think that's a key component of having something great it just uh it expands everything all barriers so yeah definitely facts greatness doesn't have an age limit come on oh god you didn't say who that was from this oh, one bad. is from at vincent king live where does a large amount of interest for you come from which platform works best turning views into money where does a large amount of interest for you come from? Like, where are we getting the most traction from, I guess? Uh, Instagram, definitely. Um, which platform works best turning views into money? I think, I feel All like YouTube has the best, like, monetization-wise. No? I disagree. I disagree. Well, then tell the people. I think I think <laughs> all of them. I think mm. it depends on what you're doing. Like, if you go viral on Twitter, that leads to a lot of sales. If you go viral on okay, IG, yeah. that leads to yeah. a lot of sales. YouTube is one of those places where you don't really go viral unless you're already viral somewhere else. I was thinking of, like, um, in terms of, like, when you grow a big platform, which ones offer, like, the best ways to, like, make money? I feel like YouTube is the least complicated to make I money think from. Instagram. But does Instagram really doesn't make, pay you? We make as much off reels as we make on YouTube a month, and mm. we have to do way more views. You should tell them about YouTube. the reels thing too, because right. there the is reels a little trick bonus, the reels man. bonus. If you got IG, make sure you activate your reels bonus, and you could post, I think, up to like 150 reels or something per month. Fulfill that right. entire quantity if but you can. It's when free you money. post, don't activate the reels bonus until like. A little bit before 24 hours because yeah. if you activate the reels bonus when you post it they like make it so your reel doesn't get as much traction it'll slow you down a bit right like i was at, at about like 18 hours they good later, as long as you don't piss on nothing he good he like make my shit straight bitch <laughs> hey, right make my shit straight whole ass nigga. Uh, uh. we should turn them we didn't, yeah, because we don't get to like randomize. Yeah, these. I got it. Okay, very, there we go. How do you increase the life of a song? What is the normal maturity rate based on your experience? This is from Vincent King Live. Yeah, okay. we got to mix them. That was a great How question. do you increase the life of a song? Um, so I, I have this method that I use. I feel like every song that I make, I try to make 
five to ten pieces of content for it and variations and that could be through a live performance session whether that's acoustic a piano version a wall version a Hughes version then go do it at a show and now you got five pieces for just the same one song then you do a music video that's six pieces go do it outside and maybe go do it outside <laughs> that's seven pieces so every song that you do try to find multiple ways to push it it's like any other product like you want to be able to sell it ten different ways right and then uh, I think the life rate really depends on the 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 greatness of the product. You feel me? If you got a product that's really good, the life rate could be 20 fucking years. It depends on how great it is. Baggage claim has been going viral for about a year now. That shit dropped in like August or September last year, and it's still going viral. So uh, the life rate is depending on how much you push it and how great the song is. Factual. Actual. And like pushing it in different variations is important because you never know which one is going to resonate most with somebody. Some people like it to be loud with a lot of drums and a lot of beat, and some people want it like stripped with just pianos or just a guitar. So, right, feed the people, give them what they want. Everybody got different diets, man. <laughs> this one is from t.e.g.21. Wow. <laughs> How did you feel comfortable, if at all, to take the risk and quit working and go into music full time? Man, shout out to La Russell. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to quit my job and go into music full time if La Russell wasn't a real nigga. So shout out to him. Come on. But man. I think this was more for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't feel comfortable at all. You know, it's not it's not a thing of how you feel comfortable. It's just one of those things like great risk comes great reward. There was no comfort in it. I had to kick and scream and fight through that whole process. Um you just gotta really trust your gut. If you want that shit, go get that shit. Oh God. Go get that bag. <laughs> Oh, we got blank ones again. How did they end up in there? Okay. I'll grab them. This is from at CJ Raw 13. And it says, How much you charge for a feature? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> so, uh, honestly, I don't really charge for features. If I love the song, I'll do it. If I don't love it, I'm not going to do it. And it's usually simple as that only time i can see myself charging is if i don't know i really yeah i really don't charge like if i love it i do it and i'd be like hey send whatever it's worth to you and if i don't love it i just don't entertain it for the right. most part some niggas got me early in my career and uh they got it they got a free verse and they got they got something out of me that i didn't love to do but <laughs> going forward yeah if i don't love it i just don't do it i had actually asked you that the other day like when do you think you're gonna start like charging for verses and he said never <laughs> 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 this one is from lake show 10 free game friday seems like a form of mentorship which is great has your team thought of opportunities for artists to sign as artists with good company we are never going to sign artists ever you don't have to sign somebody to help them you just help them however you can which is why we do things like free game friday and why he brings artists on and does live sessions and helps them, you know, create albums and things like that. We're trying to recreate the idea of helping. Like, you don't have to take from somebody to help them. Come you just on. Give them what you have to give. Talk your shit. Oh, God. This is from He's a Geek. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when a song is a hit? If so, how? He definitely does. Um, 
<laughs> I feel like me personally, yeah, I know when a song is a hit, it just feels good. Like right. when you hear it, you know because it feels good. It feels better than the other shit. It's like, wow, this is something. When you play it for people, you often get that similar feeling, <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck? I remember we played a uh, Baggage Claim for Hitco. And everyone in the room was like, hey, this is something, <laughs> right? So, yeah, you, you usually know just by the feeling of it, it feels really good. Right. This one is from At End Fault. I keep saying at, but that's like they, whatever. How do points work in regards to royalties? Um, so there is 100 points on a master, and when you split it, you will get... Well, I guess in general, it would be like 50 points go to the artist and 50 points go to the producer or so forth, depending on how you guys choose to do your split. And then from there, you can give away whatever you want. But that's just on the master. You still have the pub side, which also has 100%. So technically, there's 200% of royalties to go around. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's three, because sound exchange as well. Oh, so 300% of royalties. Absolutely technical. Right. But different royalties are for different things. Publishing royalties are only for the people who write the song and produce the song. Yes. Those shouldn't be getting taken by other people. Sometimes an admin or a pub company will get some of that. Would you ever and sound exchange is also only for performers. I've included my producers mm. as performers so they could collect sound exchange, but technically sound exchange is for the performing artists. Publishing is for the songwriters and masters could be divvy to whoever you choose so, but a point is just a percentage. So masters is on the distro. The performance one is from sound, sound exchange. exchange and then the Pub is from ASCAP or Pub BMI, ASCAP which you BMI. collect through Song Trust you and then you know, Trust. either ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, there's a, a ton of them. So can Hell of them. Sheesh. Um, this is from at Memories Over Everything Media Group. That's crazy. You log in every day. <laughs> Can you break down or elaborate on the process systems that happen once you receive offers on the Google Forms? Meaning, how do you accept the payment once you decide you want to proceed with that fan? Um, this, is, uh, this one has different forms. It depends on what type of offer you're making. If it's a gold card, it comes to us on a form and we see and I just decide whether I think my value is worthy of that amount or not. If it's for a show and a ticket, it goes through TBA. It used to come through a form and the same process happens. I decide if I feel like what I'm bringing or my experience or my system is worth whatever I'm being offered. And that's usually how it works with anything. There's no there's no true thing that factors into it. Sometimes with songs. I'll take an amount based on how I feel like the song is. Like, of course, if this a baggage claim or do that little dance, those are lifetime songs and people are collecting into perpetuity. So, of course, I'm not accepting $25 for a percent of that because right. that's just not worth my while. I feel like for what I put in and the amount of money I spent in marketing and investing, I'm worth a lot more than that. But for some songs, like some people get percentages in tracks for 15 20 dollars because the tracks are just like album cuts and i feel like they're smaller they don't gain as much interest you feel me and it's just something that let people have so it just depends on whatever i feel like it's worth at that time great that was really great <laughs> <laughs> this, this one's from distracting me with i bet he keeps moves. millie rocking back there and doing duggies and this is from freshbox 96 how did you grow your merch? 
we have so many questions about merch. Um, merch grows as your brand grows. We really didn't put a lot of like specifics into like, oh, we're gonna like do all this to launch the merch side and then merch is gonna grow up because of this. It was just more so like people love La Russell and they love good company and so they want to buy the merch. Like you have to build a brand that people love so that way they want to rock the merch that you're creating for it. And if you're a merch platform, then you should create a brand, like a merch, um, identity that people resonate with or that they love and they want to support it's not really so much about like the clothes that you're making it's more so about um engaging with the people and building something that they want to support come on <laughs> talking my shit come on <laughs> talk to these niggas <laughs> make my shit straight uh who the fuck is madman there we go Ugh. Who the fuck is Madman? There we go. As someone who appreciates your music and wants to be an artist one day, what would what would you say is the least important thing to worry about when it comes to creating your own style and persona in music? Um, the least important thing to worry about is what people think about your art. I think that is the absolute thing that no one should be concerned with, and that's something that really plagues a lot of artists. We don't do a lot of shit because we think about how it'll be received on the consumer end, and I think that is the least thing you should focus on. Just make your shit and put your shit out. Don't worry about how it's going to receive and what a nigga going to think about it. Just put your shit out. You should love it. <laughs> right? If you love it, share it. Right. If you don't love it, keep it. Simple. This one is from Coca Kitty Official. Okay. Right. Coca Kitty. <laughs> Coca Kitty. Kujo like, what's the digits? <laughs> Slide me that card when you're done reading it. <laughs> right. Sniff it. <laughs> what's the best way to start performing live? Um, I think the best way to start is to just do it and to practice. And uh, like if you mean in front of people, then you should be practicing on your own. And when you do practice, you should always treat it like it's a real performance. Like when LaRussell rehearses, the reason why we're able to get so many clips to post and they're just what we call rehearsals now is because he always treats it like it's a show. Like you're never going to get 30 percent. Well, I guess sometimes when you're really tired and we're just testing like new things. But 99 percent of the time he's going to go full on like it's a real show right right right, right. i'll take that <laughs> that's hilarious he was really thinking about it the whole time oh, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> this is from patrick akil what is the backstory to good company um Great i think questions. this is something i've covered in, in almost every interview. <laughs> How did you <laughs> right? start Good, Good company. company is some shit I really just started with the home. Initially, just me always trying to like brand something and think of something. I just like having an identity to what I'm doing. And uh, back then, I was like shooting fucking music videos and taking photos and just doing a bunch of random creative shit. And eventually, we start releasing music. And me and the homies kind of just got together and, and needed a platform to share that shit and needed some infrastructure. So we decided to build it ourselves. And uh, yeah, that's the backstory of Good Company. <laughs> I feel like you also did it to put your niggas on, and, like the people around you, because you could have just been La Russell. Like you didn't have to build a whole. Company. Well, I ne I never wanted to step on that ledge alone early on. Like mm -hmm. that's why I always release joint projects and duo songs and shit, because I didn't I didn't have the confidence yet. So mm -hmm. that was a way for me to kind of do it, you know, without doing it. 
<laughs> Half stepping. That's crazy that you did it without doing it and it turned into this. Right. Sheesh. This one is from King Sliza. King spelled with an X for the I. What is the importance of having a team? Yo, 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 yo. We trying to film out here. <laughs> this is the TV. Is it? No, I sound like my dad. Just slide, just slide the dough. Intermission. The importance of having a team. Um, sheesh. I think you should speak to that one. I think uh, having a team is ultra important if you want to win rings, right? If it was just Jordan on the court, there may not be any rings, you know? And you may get one. You may get one alone. But I think ultimately if you want to win uh, rings and build a dynasty, it's always a team. When you think of the greatest dynasties in, in, in the world, there's always a team behind it, right? That's not one thing. To build Uber, it took an entire team to build right. – TuneCore, United Master, DistroKid, it takes an entire team. So it just depends on uh, what you're after. But I, I think it just is ultra important, bro. You can't – somebody got to catch the ball. It right. ain't, you can't just be a nigga throwing it, right? <laughs> somebody got to catch it too. <laughs> and somebody's got to block. And, you know, there's just so many pieces that, that needs to be done and executed. And that just develops as you grow. I don't think you ever should look for a team. You should just do your Dougie and, and, and those people kind of come in the line. Yeah. I think it takes some of the stress off of you too like you can't realistically you can't do everything on your own you could try <laughs> I but will try yeah though. but right. things are going to slip through the cracks like eventually as you grow there's going to be more things to maintain and you're going to need help right this is from richie sandoval underscore come on at 30 can i still have a happy life even if i'm a big failure in life that's well, not a, that intense. Um, I don't think you can have a happy life if you look at yourself as a big failure in life. And I also don't think you're a big failure in life until you give up. So uh, I think the first thing is like um, changing that mindset. You feel me? Like I learned hard lessons. I learned gratitude. Can't fix everything. Start with your attitude. You feel me? And, and once you change that and you stop feeling like a failure, then you can actually accomplish things and become a success. So I don't think there's an age for that at all. There's no age on being successful. It's just it's up to you. How much work are you going to do today to get to where you want to get to? Ooh. If you're going to choose to not do any work, then, yeah, be, be a failure, but be OK with it because you're choosing to not do that work. You feel me? Don't beat yourself up about it. Right. Sheesh. It's a heavy one. This one is from DC underscore Chimpreneur. Do we need to open up some? Or is it, is it good? Okay. How do I attend the legendary backyard Ooh. shows? Ooh. Come on. <laughs> Big question. Um, you have to submit an offer. And you got to submit an offer that is um, considerate of everything that we put into throwing these shows. And considerate of where you're going to be at and the intimacy that it offers like you're in his backyard like his mom is here his dad's cooking my daughter's there's, here yeah there's my, kids my running family, around like right? and that's a, a very important thing because uh we've gotten offers for these backyard shows and they're like a dollar and five dollars and we're completely understanding the people financial situation but the backyard 
aren't for those offers. Like they're just not sustainable for what we have to risk to put these shows together and everything that we put into these. So for those offers, man, I, I appreciate y'all and I'll see y'all at the other venues, but the backyard, like you have to really be considerate, considerate of everything we're putting on the line and everything that goes into this. I spent nearly $40,000 just building this backyard into what it is so everyone can come enjoy their time. And we rent portables and jumpers for right. the kids and my dad cooks and my mom's, you know, like my sisters are involved. So I think that it's very important to assess someone's true value before you make those offers and be understanding if your offer don't get accepted because we can't accept them all. It has right. to really make sense for us. This is my home. Even if you do make the right kind of offer, you still might not get accepted because yeah. there's a limited <laughs> amount of people that can come. Right. And next year we're going to do more. So there'll be more opportunities to come. This is all very new. Oh, was that? That was that was that, that was, was me. It's on me. Damn, <laughs> eager. <laughs> this is from Jay Willie. <laughs> Jay Willie, how do you do you deal with haters? And if so, how do you? Um, man, I don't. I think haters deal with themselves. Sheesh. Honestly, I don't have to deal with a them. Like, they're going through their own <laughs> shit in life, and life is beating their ass so much <laughs> to the point where they're like, let me go say something <laughs> negative about the positive guy. You know, just my life sucks so much. Let me tell you how much I don't like your shit. You right. Know? So, uh, oh, my God. Man, haters deal with themselves. We don't even have to tend to them. Sometimes I'll see the comments and I'll delete them just because I don't like people leaving trash in my house. I'm going to pick it up and throw it away. But other than that, yeah, they deal with themselves. Uh, the universe just has a special place for them and they got to live in a misery sheesh <laughs> I'm, I'm a full-time hater <laughs> trying to convince a nigga who didn't did it <laughs> oh, this is from how would you say that is that low? he's a leo oh i think it's he's a leo okay do y'all all work with select artists to enhance their game um, I think that that's yeah. I mean, you've brought like Coney and the boy back here, and you've like worked with Shantae Pusey, and Shantae, Tessie and Poozy. Like, um, but a lot of the time that happens when either you see like how great they are and how much like potential they have, or they're already putting in that work. And, it, mm-hmm. and I think they have to meet you halfway as well. Like, uh, Shooter Gang Coney and the boy wouldn't have been able to come back here and perform if they didn't pull up and like make it a point right. to come back here and get their reps in or making the album with Shantae it wouldn't have happened if she didn't show up and do it you know like they have to meet you halfway but yeah I think it's definitely like a select artist yeah, for certain and you have to just be putting in that work in order to get seen at Benny.Groove have you dealt with imposter syndrome Jeez. um definitely definitely I deal with that shit often especially early on like when we were first going viral and getting meetings and having this success, definitely dealt with that feeling of like, um, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> you know, uh, never, never in a way of feeling like I'm undeserving, but sometimes just like confused, like, right? Life will change 
immediately like bro i'm in the backyard and we have exhibit and matt barnes and just random niggas showing up where it's like wow this is crazy i watch these people <laughs> as a child niggas. right <laughs> i mean it's out of random we never know who's coming right <laughs> yeah it's almost like a button get pressed and it's like who's showing up this right. week it's a random right <laughs> but yeah definitely that with imposter syndrome and sometimes just feeling like i'm uh in a place that i'm not supposed to be but ultimately i know that i work to get where i am so um yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, when when I get my paycheck, I'm never surprised. I know what the amount of work I put in, so I should be getting this shit. It's just like more so in those moments, right? Yeah, I, I have similar sentiments. What's our recording time? Twenty three minutes. Uh oh, we're getting there. <laughs> Come on. This one is from Keo J T P C. How do I go about starting to perform at spots near me? Is there a strategy for approaching show venues over email or in person? You have been routing a tour, so yeah, yeah go ahead. For a long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all uh, you. <laughs> I think that you should always start uh, local at like places. It, it doesn't even have to be necessarily a venue. When we started, I invested in all the equipment we needed to do live shows. So we used to pull up to restaurants and different spots and we bring our own speakers, our own microphones, our own mixers. We didn't need nothing from no one but space. So I think to start is just supply yourself with everything you need so you can start getting those reps in. And then from there, when you got to start booking venues, yes, use a booking template, create a template. And, and it's very important to put in a subject what venue you want, what dates you want it, what your draw is in that city. And anything that's pertinent, so when they get it on their end, they already know what it's about. And then your booking email, just kind of include your one sheet or your EPK and some of the things you've done locally. And uh, what's that's a one sheet and an EPK? Email. So like a one sheet is just a sheet that explains who you are and what you've done so far, mm -hmm. right? And and a quick PDF. All I got to do is look at it and I can see, oh, this is this is who you are and the, and the shit that you've accomplished so far. And that's usually through email. Sometimes you got to pull up on niggas though. You know, when we was first booking Empress, we had to pull up. Sometimes they don't answer them emails or them phones, but I think ultimately to start Get everything you need to where you could just go anywhere if you need to. You can go to a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Whoever got some space, we're able to, to capitalize off of that and then grow from there. You really don't need to go to a venue until you have people willing to see you. What he said. I think that was me that pulled that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You passed it off. Mm -hmm. At Salva the People. Is there anything you're done? Is there anything you've done to get your music brand seen that you felt was a waste of time or resources? <laughs> Jeez, Definitely. So, man, <laughs> early on when we had dropped Field Trip, me and Tessie was doing a whole bunch of shit trying to figure out how to push that project because it start going organically and um. We worked with some PR groups early on and we, we wasted a lot of money there because it was too early. You don't need mm -hmm. to go get PR until people are already talking about you. Otherwise, they don't have nothing to pitch. There's nothing to say about you. Ain't nobody <laughs> else even talking about you. Uh, we did some digital marketing early that was slightly wasted because we went to the wrong platforms. We weren't mm -hmm. going to platforms that had a network that was interested in what we were building. Mm -hmm. um, we Playlist? wasted money on playlisting early. <laughs> Some of those playlists we come to find out were fake. Like, you know, we did a lot of research to see what playlists other artists was using. And we realized the industry was cheating. Some of these playlists didn't even have real bases or following. Right. And we wasted a lot of money there. And um, 
yeah ads running inefficient ads you know mm -hmm. we were running ads very early where we didn't understand proper targeting so we had to waste some money to figure it out right but eventually it worked in our favor so yeah definitely there's so many ways you could waste money but once you you kind of have to to figure it out like you have to to get your formula right and your system right and once you get it it becomes like like this now when we drop something and it goes viral we know exactly what to do next mm -hmm. yeah i guess it truly wasn't a waste yeah, yeah, right. It wasn't a waste <laughs> technically. Yeah. Uh, in that account, though, <laughs> when that account in that red, it looked like a waste. <laughs> this is from Arm Bar or Ban underscore Six S. What do you think makes a, a successful team? What, what roles do you find most important? Mm. Sheesh. Man, I, I feel like a successful team is one that uh, works well together. Like we all can lean on each other to handle things and there is not like um, a hierarchy. It's kind of just like we're all willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. And nobody feels like they're too big or too small to do something. And uh, if they do feel like they don't know how to do it, then they can ask other people for help. Um, what roles do you find most important? You want to answer that? I think the most important role in a team is uh, whoever's willing to do any role that they need to do to win. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's always the most important role. Who's ever willing to play any role to win, that's the nigga that you want and need on your team. I don't yeah. care what it is. That's what I'm going to do if that's what it takes for us to win. Right. Shout out to that nigga. Right? <laughs> Let's do like... Remo, and then I think we're good for the day. Nah, y'all be easy. Uh, <laughs> Woods underscore. How does it feel to be a father and be dedicated to your craft? Um, it feels great. Um, and some days it's hyper conflicting. Like some days I I can't properly allocate to where I feel like I'm being sufficient on either end. But uh, ultimately it's like. It's dope because you're you're setting a blueprint and a guidance. And I feel like as long as there are results, everything is understood. Like mm -hmm. my daughter knows when I'm gone and when I come back, there's, there's a difference. There's a reason why we can now afford to go to Universal and we can go shopping and we get to do these shows. Like she sees the results of the work. And I think that's very important. And also to just see the blueprint of someone doing something independently like my daughter is in a hybrid situation i had her when i was coming out of high school so she's seen me work and be in the workforce and have a boss and and coming home in a uniform to oh this, he doesn't really go to work he could take me to school every morning <laughs> and pick me up i don't know what you know right. so like seeing that transition is, is like a beautiful thing like she's been able to witness someone become an entrepreneur which is probably something that's going to make her more inclined to become an entrepreneur beautiful this is from we love moon 36 how can i help my audience benefit off of listening to my music uh make great music <laughs> that's the give, first that's the first thing give them something that yeah. benefits their lives yeah. don't just throw out a bunch of whatever you know like make something meaningful and that you truly love and that you feel like you put your heart and soul into and it's gonna benefit them last one yes sir last one bring us home boys another successful <laughs> episode we love moon 36 we just did, did you that do one. that yeah okay grabs the same name again <laughs> This is from Joy the Writer. Shout out to uh, Bristol. She wrote that one. Love it. Come <laughs> on. Shout out Bristol. 
can you explain how you're giving equity in your music? What what has been the oh that's a that's a two she wrote too. Okay, can you explain how you're giving equity in your music? So um, when you release a song, there's a hundred percent of revenue that's generated from a song. What I'm doing is giving my collaborators their percentage, and then I'm giving or selling the remaining percentage of that master. So out of that 100%, sometimes I'll give away 10 and sell another 20 of it or however that works. But basically, the the revenue that comes from streaming, so when y'all see people do 20 million streams or whatever, the streaming equivalent for a million streams is about $4,000. So if I give someone 10% of a song, they would make $400 off of that. And that's basically what we're doing is breaking down the equity in the masters. And that concludes another episode of Free Game Fridays. Yeah, come on, come get this game in. Send more questions in. We got a whole lot of game to give. This is a a source and a platform that is going to help a lot of independents and a lot of artists grow their base. You usually had to pay for fucking information like this or niggas don't even want to tell you. So please (laughs) utilize the platform. We doing this shit every week. Ah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not me copying you. Right. Mockingbird. (laughs) 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 What's the, what was, what was it? The, the coochie kitten? What was it? What was the fucking name? Cut the the clip. (laughs) 